Welcome to the Self-Confidence Collective, a podcast that helps highly ambitious women learn how to build self-confidence and create a life that aligns with their goals. I'm your host, Dr. Melissa Kelly, PhD, a career coach with 10 years of experience in the field of psychology. And if you're ready to feel inspired, empowered, and prepared to take on your next career goal, this podcast is going to help you build the self-confidence and trust you need to make that happen. It's time to learn how to get the most out of your life simply by changing the way you think about it. Let's go. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Self-Confidence Collective podcast. I hope that you are having an amazing week so far. I just got back from seeing my family in the US a few days ago, and it was such a nice break. It was much needed. I spent time with my family. I saw my friends. I celebrated Thanksgiving for the first time in years. So I've been living in Ireland since 2017. So that's about five years. And um, my family is Irish. So my family, even over in the US, like both my parents are Irish. And so we never usually do much for Thanksgiving. It's normally like, oh, we'll go out to dinner. We'll get, we'll get together. But this year we had a turkey dinner. We had turkey and ham and all the veg and all the stuffing and all the yummy food and it was like a pre-Christmas treat. So I loved it, I had so much fun. And I also went to one of my best friend's weddings. I think I told you guys about that in another episode of the podcast. I got to go see one of my best friends get married and it was beautiful. My boyfriend got to come with me, Um, he came. So I went to the US for two weeks and my boyfriend came for one week and he went to the wedding and everything. And then I just, he went back to Ireland and I stayed for an extra week. So it was nice that I got to have that time with him and with my family because I'm around his family all the time and he very rarely gets to see my family just because they don't live here. And so that was really nice that I got to have my time with him and then he left and I got to have my own time with my family. I love doing it that way. It was just such a nice trip. Oh, I also did something very exciting too, which was that um, if you follow me on Instagram or TikTok, you probably know this already, but I had a brand photo shoot professionally, a professional brand photo shoot for the very first time in my business. And as you guys know, I am making some changes to my business, as I mentioned in previous podcasts, and I'm launching a new program called, oh wait, have I, I don't think I've told you guys, have I told you? If I've told you already, you probably know, but I'm launching a new program called Meaningful Sober Career, helping ambitious sober women make meaningful changes to their career. And it's launching in January and I am just so excited for it. And you can join the waitlist if you're interested, you can join the waitlist, which is in the show notes where you'll get more information on this program as it comes out. And you're only going to be able to join if you're on the wait list. And I think that this program is going to fill up super fast because I'm only offering seven spots this first round. Get on the wait list if you would like to join. There's a lot of exciting things in the pipeline. That being said, I do have so much coming up in the next two months with the launch of this program. And during the next month or so, I'm also launching Sober Girls Ireland, which is a community for sober and sober curious women on the island of Ireland. It's mainly going to be an event focused community. We'll have weekly and monthly events, virtual and in person um, all over Ireland. And there are so many awesome communities for women all over the US and all over the UK. But really in Ireland, there was none that I could find really. And I had a very difficult time finding one, so I doubt there is one out there. And I was involved in setting up a sober community for women, for sober 
women in Belfast whenever I lived up there. And I found that super helpful throughout my journey. It helped me meet new people, make sober friends, which is important. And it actually had me trying new and different things that I had never done before. Like I went to a sound bath, which was cool. And like, there's so many fun events that are happening and it's just, now's the time. And so they say, if you can't find it, build it. And so that's what I'm doing. I am starting this community to basically be the support that I need right now. So I have a lot going on work-wise and I'm doing some other big things personally over the next few months. And all of this is to say that I will be taking a short break from the podcast while I get these other things off the ground. I'm currently a one-woman show and make this podcast 100% by myself. And so right now, my main focus is launching this new coaching program and launching this sober community and taking care of myself. Let's not forget that, right? I also want to be able to rest and relax towards the end of the year like everyone else in the world. You know, 2022 has been a long year and I want to take time to rest up and reflect and enjoy spending time with family and things like that. So I'm taking a two-month break from the podcast and I will be back in February, but I'm actually going to be taking the next few months to be a guest on other people's podcasts. So I have a few lined up already and I want to get a few more because I thought that this would be a fun time during the interim of, you know, taking a break on my podcast to be a guest on other people's podcasts because obviously that takes a lot less time and energy and work on my end as I don't need to be planning anything or editing or anything like that. And I also get to meet new people, grow my network. So make sure you're following me on Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok so I can let you know when those podcast episodes come out. You can find the links to all those in the show notes below. So yeah, lots of updates for you. And um, I think that's it. So let's get into today's episode. So today's podcast is all about how to feel supported on your career journey. I thought this was very appropriate considering everything I'm currently doing right now. My new coaching program, Meaningful Sober Career, is my way of helping sober women feel supported on their career journey. And I wanted to leave you with this episode as my last episode of 2022 because it is so important that you know how to feel supported during any career change or or your any part of your career journey, really. And you are worthy of feeling supported. You deserve to feel supported no matter where you are in your career. And the best place to build a successful career is on a supportive and sturdy foundation. You need support before, during, and after you build a house or you build a career journey, right? Like being on a transformational journey in your career can feel very lonely. I remember this very clearly when I got my research job alongside my PhD. So for those of you who don't know or who are new to the podcast, I did my research master's in Ireland in 2017, 2018, and then at the end of 2018, I got an amazing job working for a university as a researcher and had the option to do a PhD 100% for free. And so this was a salaried position, and on top of that salaried position, I got to travel, I had an expense account, and I could do a PhD and fulfill a PhD if I wanted to. That was an optional part of, or an optional condition of the job offer that I got. And so obviously I took the opportunity as it was a dream job opportunity. That was a pretty pivotal career move, leaving a master's and stepping into such a prestigious job. I 
was working for one of the top universities in the UK. Um, so I got that job in Belfast and Belfast is in Northern Ireland and Northern Ireland is technically part of the UK. But I was working for a prestigious EU funded project. By the way, this was all pre-Brexit, so I'm not even sure if these opportunities still happen or what the protocol is now within the UK slash EU research industries. But anyway, I moved to Belfast to take this job and my first few months there, I felt completely abandoned. I felt I was struggling, guys. And I had to figure out, like, it was funny because even though I had moved from the US to Ireland alone to do my master's down in Limerick, so down south, even though I did that, I didn't feel this way whenever I moved up to Belfast to take this job because the first few months there I found very difficult. I had to figure out how to set up a bank account, which was ridiculously difficult if you have ever had that experience before it can be so frustrating because you need specific documents that are very difficult to get and then you need to get other things in place and you need a bank account before you can get documents like the whole thing is just pretty messed up and it can be very defeating and i found it very difficult and i had to figure out where to live i was staying in airbnbs i was staying with people airbnbs all that stuff my boyfriend hadn't moved up to belfast yet so this was january in the beginning of 20 19 and my boyfriend hadn't moved up to Belfast yet he later ended up getting a job at the same university and moving up um, a few months after I got my job and I was struggling to meet people and I was meeting new people and meeting supervisors and I wouldn't say that my supervisors weren't supportive they were very kind and offered me lots and lots of help but I remember not feeling deserving or worthy enough to take the support my supervisor would say, call me if you need anything, if you need help with anything, this and that. And I remember thinking, I would never do that. I would never burden someone with something as silly as a phone call with me just asking them for help. I remember thinking, I have to do this on my own. And in times that has served me, um, because I'm very resourceful, I'm determined and tenacious. But looking back on that time now with the brain I have now and the experience I have now, and seeing how all of that played out, I can see that I wasn't allowing myself to feel supported by the people around me who were offering to help. And I really would have benefited from that. Additionally, my cousin, who I'm really close with, we grew up together. Um, my cousin lives in Belfast. And funnily enough, when I moved there, I ended up getting a house like literally across the street from her. <laughs> without knowing she lived near my office building and it was hilarious because I had no idea she even lived around there and I mean I knew I lived she knew she lived around that area somewhere but it was so funny that she literally I walked outside I got my new house I was like oh my god this is where I'm living and I texted her to come over and she google mapped it and she was like Melissa you live across the street from me <laughs> and so um that was really funny but I remember the first night in my house, I couldn't figure out how to get the boiler going and it was January and it was freezing. And I remember texting her and telling her the house was so cold and I was gonna maybe go to a hotel. And she offered to come over and give me a space heater that she had. And I, this was like the one thing that I was like, yeah, okay, I'll take the help because I was literally so freezing. This was the only thing that I accepted help-wise that entire time that I, you know, moved to Belfast and did all these things. That's why I'm telling you this because I didn't accept help from anyone else. But I said, yes, yes, please, like, um, if you wouldn't mind. And um, she brought it over, she rolled it over and I felt so guilty for asking for help and I felt so guilty accepting the help. And so many of us do that. Other people offer to help us and we don't take them up on it because we think, oh, they don't really wanna help us. They're just trying to be nice. 
And that was just a running theme throughout my entire time working at that job. I very rarely ask for help, which usually sends the message to other people that, oh, she must be doing fine, right? Like, then they don't check in as much, and then eventually they stop asking, or they stop offering to help. Makes sense. But then the story I ended up telling myself, because I was struggling, was that no one cares anymore. No one's supporting me. No one wants to help me, right? You can see how that cycle is just completely useless. I tell you this story to point out three components of feeling supported. So the first component is the circumstance. So if you listen to the podcast, you know (laughs) circumstances are what other people do and say. So in this case, it's the offers to help, the existing support structures, right? Like in HR and things like that. Circumstances are neutral situations or opportunities that are out of your own control. You're not in charge of them. You don't control them. Second, we have your thoughts and feelings about those circumstances. So how you think and feel while you're interacting or not interacting with those circumstances. And the third component is what you make those interactions mean. The story you tell yourself about how you're thinking and feeling about the circumstances. This is layered. So if someone offers to help you, let's say, during an onboarding process at a new job, that is a circumstance. It's a neutral circumstance that doesn't mean anything unless you have a thought or feeling about it. My supervisor asking me to help was a neutral circumstance. Do you know why? Because depending on how I perceived that offer to help, I could feel positive or negative about it. I could think she's just doing this to seem nice and fulfill an obligation and thus feel unworthy of help, right? That's one scenario that would the judgment that I would put on that neutral circumstance would make me feel negative. Or I could think that is so kind of her to offer to help me. I will definitely take her up on that if I need it and thus feel supported and secure. So then by interacting with that offer for help, I think and feel a certain way about the offer. And then since humans love stories and narratives, I then create a meaning or a story around the offer and my interaction with it. And this story is usually going to try and predict something that might happen in the future, like I'll never be able to do this on my own, or this supervisor is really going to help me thrive in this position. And just so you know, as humans, we have a bias towards negative thinking. And a bias towards negativity, it's a protection mechanism because the primitive part of our brain, so that's the more... Some people call it the lizard brain, the animal brain, right? It's the primitive part of our brain that likes to live in fight or flight and is always looking for danger and looking out for threats. So this part of our brain will subconsciously and automatically always try to predict the negative outcome or write the negative story in order to protect us and keep us safe. We think it is productive. We think that, and in a way it is, right? In a way it has service in the past when we were evolving, when we were cave people, right? It would make sense that we would always be looking out for danger because that was a physical threat in our lives. We didn't want to starve to death. We don't didn't want to be eaten by predators, all these things. So we will subconsciously and automatically always trying to predict the negative outcome or write the negative story and it doesn't matter this happens even if no one is offering to help you and chances are you've been offered help you're just not taking it like I wasn't and then you're telling yourself a story about how you're growing this alone (laughs) right that's what I was doing 
I had all these offers to help. I didn't believe that I deserved the help. And then I didn't take the help. And then I was telling myself a story that no one wants to help me. I'm alone. I'm alone in this. And chances are you've been doing the exact same thing. And then you're telling yourself a story about how you're going this alone. We need to be open to the support of others and ourselves if we want to feel supported. Support is a feeling that is created through the way that you're thinking about the circumstances of your life. No one else can make you feel supported or not supported. No one can make you feel unsupported. And that is a beautiful thing because the only thing you need to feel supported is a well-managed mind. And even if no one's offering to help you directly, you can still find support. But you won't go out seeking support if you don't believe that you deserve it. Or you won't believe it's there because you have no evidence of it directly in front of you. No one offering to help you is not a reason to not feel supported. Feeling supported is your responsibility. Clients of mine have said, I don't feel supported at work because my boss doesn't tell me I'm doing a good job. And my answer is always to ask them, well, are you telling yourself that you're doing a good job? Because if not, then you're always going to be chasing the validation of others, which can get super exhausting. And then you end up living a life based on what other people think about you. And it's not fun. I've done it, guys. I have done it. I've been there. I've bought the t-shirt. I've done it. It's not fun. Ask yourself, why do you want your boss or employer to tell you you're doing a good job? I ask my clients that too. And they usually say, well, so I know I'm doing my job right. Or so I know that I'm doing a good enough job. We are so connected to praise that we don't know how to support ourselves. We don't know how to reassure ourselves. We don't know how to tell ourselves we're doing a good enough job. Yes, it's good to receive positive feedback from your boss, obviously. But what if you're your own boss? This is something that I went through this year. I was always a good student, a good employee. I did my work as best as I could. I never got in trouble. I never turned in anything late. And since starting my own business, I don't have anyone to tell me I'm doing a good job. I have to do it myself. And it is the best, most freeing, eye-opening thing that has ever happened to me. Because I was relying on other people's opinions to form my own self-judgment, which is a terrifying place to be. To put your own judgment of yourself in the hands of other people. How dangerous is that? How flimsy is that? Support is a feeling that is created for you, by you, through the way that you're thinking about the circumstances in your life. I know I've said that a few times on this podcast episode, (laughs) and I'm doing that for a reason, because that is really what I want to hammer home. That no matter what anyone else does, you are always able to feel supported by having your own back and creating a relationship with yourself where you're the one to reassure yourself, you're the one to support yourself, you're the one to make yourself feel secure. No one else is in charge of that. And that's a beautiful thing. Now, there are three forms of support that I recommend my clients incorporate on their career journey. The three forms are social support, peer support, and personal support. So what I just spoke about, obviously, was personal support. And it's obviously the most important because the rest really don't exist without it, right? So the relationship you have with yourself. I literally will come to the end of a workday and tell myself, good job, Melissa. Well done on getting those tasks done. Literally, I tell myself, good job. (laughs) So much so that it's now a habit. It's a daily habit. Yesterday, I was so jet lagged. (laughs) I barely slept the night before. And so I didn't get as much done as I thought I would, which happens sometimes at any stage of life. 
at any stage of your career, there's going to be days where sometimes you just don't finish everything you said that you would do. And there are certain tasks in my business that I really don't want to be half-hearted with or tired when I do them because I want to feel good when I do them. And so I didn't do them yesterday because I was tired and cranky. And I'll, I'll be honest, this podcast was one of them. I didn't want to record my podcast when I was tired and jet lagged. And at the end of the day, my brain yesterday, my brain wanted to jump to, you're such a bad business owner. You never stick to the plan, blah, 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 right? That still happens. No matter how much you manage your mind, you have a human brain. It's always going to throw that stuff up. That stuff, that voice in the my head happened yelling at me telling me that I'm not doing a good enough job but using the tools I have through coaching and these are tools I teach my clients and I've taught you if you listen to the podcast I completely changed the way I was thinking about it and gave myself grace and told myself why this was the best decision for my business and how proud I was that I did get some work done despite being so tired and jet lagged so personal support is the first form then we have social support And this comes from the people in our lives, our friends, our family, the people we interact with on a daily basis. And it's so important to have people in our lives that love us unconditionally and are there for us when we need a chat or a distraction. Sometimes you just need to be distracted, right? Or if you just need connection with another human being who knows you, it can be so important. So it's, it's integral that you have social support in your life so that you can feel connected and have people around you who know you and love you unconditionally. Then the third form is peer support. And by this, I mean the support of people who are going through exactly what you're going through, right? So this is different from social support because I can have a great relationship with my mom, let's just say, and she listens to the podcast, so hi mom. I can have a great relationship with my mom. I feel supported by my mom. She's a great element of social support in my life. My mom doesn't understand a lot of what happens with my business. She's not running a coaching business using online marketing and different things like that, right? My mom didn't start an online business in 2021. She might know a lot of the things that I'm going through, but she might not necessarily understand and she might not be able to give me advice or different things like that. And so it's it's integral and really important that We have peer support from people who know exactly what we're going through and understand it. And for a lot of us, this kind of support isn't available in person. And we can find this through online Facebook groups, social media, online communities, right? Like it's great to talk to your mom about your career change, but sometimes you just want to feel understood and talk with someone who actually gets it who knows where you're at, completely understands where you're at, can resonate with where you're at and have compassion for where you're at. And peer support is great during times of transition to see people a few steps ahead and get advice, to see people a few steps behind and give advice because then retrospectively, you know how you're progressing. So on this journey, peer support, social support and personal support are integral and you deserve to feel supported on this journey. And I hope that this episode helped you see that and that you pick up some tips and maybe think or rethink about how you'd like to move forward in your career journey and seek out some support. Think about how you're talking to yourself. Are you telling yourself that you're proud of yourself? Are you supporting yourself through the way that you're thinking? Because a career journey can get very lonely. And that's why I made this episode. It's your responsibility to go and seek out the help that you need. 
And I hope that this episode gave you some of the tools to go out and do that. So I wish you all a very happy holidays. This is the last podcast that I'm making in 2022. How crazy, unless I randomly decide to do a bonus episode or something like that. Um, (laughs) But I wish you all a very happy holidays, an amazing new year. And you can follow me on social media to keep in touch and follow along to see when the next episode will be out in 2023 in February. Other than that, have an amazing end to your 2022 year. I loved making this podcast for you and I can't wait to talk to you in the new year. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as I enjoyed creating it, please subscribe and leave a review. Make sure you head to melissakellyphd.com forward slash self-confidence to download my free five-step formula for building self-confidence and to receive updates about the next cycle of my group coaching program, which is also called the Self-Confidence Collective. You can also work with me individually, so book a free consultation or join the waitlist for my three-month one-on-one career coaching program. All the links you need will be in the show notes. Have a beautiful day, my friend, and I'll talk to you next time.